Go. Yeah, so she said she's been in the studio all day working on the next recording. I yeah, think it was recording like, ING, right? I think yes. she said she's working on the next one. Somebody yeah, she said up. working on the next one, but was I'm, it recording it or record? Been in the studio all day. Hold on, where did it go? Been in the studio all day recording the next one. It's really so amazing what you all have done here. Okay, so... Three pray hands. Three praying hands, yes. So this is what I think. The all-knower said that she's got another re-recording coming out this summer and then another one coming out in the fall. I think that there's no way she's not at least almost done, if not already done, with 1989 because I really do think 1989 is coming next. She did Fearless first because it's her best-selling album. 1989 was almost as successful like i mean it was successful in other ways it's just fearless was her like first huge massive success and 1989 is like the follow-up to that essentially so what i think is that there's no way she's releasing this album in the summer and it's not already finished or close to being finished so i think there's a good chance that she is almost finished with 1989 or finished completely and that's what's coming out in the summer and now she's working on the next one three praying hands emojis speak now now yeah i'm thinking that too and that's what's coming out in the fall but something that gives me pause is that she always now okay so she always does emojis (laughs) and the number of emojis just always coincide with like whatever it is so three praying hands emojis is so that's a good easter egg like that's a good clue but fall if there's one coming out in the fall she said herself at the tiny desk concert she did for to promote lover that everybody always associates red with the fall right wouldn't she release red in the fall Maybe she would re- release Red in the fall and then speak now, like, December. Yeah. End of year. Yeah. I don't know, but... Like, maybe. She has to be done with 1989 because she's already released Wildest Dreams for Spirit. And when she... And I know they only used a snippet of that song, but whenever you're doing that kind of thing, you have to turn over the fully recorded song and then work out, like, exactly what all they want to use, like, what pieces they want to use of the song. So she had to have that song fully recorded. So I totally think that 1989's been recorded and she's working on Speak Now possibly for the summer and I think red for the fall. Yeah. So three I don't know. I, hands. Now yes. I'm gonna be like let, let me just Google like meaning behind praying ha- obviously prayer, but like she was like I think she was saying thank you because it was about the fact that fearless went. Oh no. okay, okay, okay. That makes she sense. She kinda yeah. like quoted a, t- a tweet. Yeah. Right? It was yeah. More than a tweet after Fearless topped the chart, Taylor Swift is back at number one on the Buildworth two hundred with Fearless Taylor's version. So she quoted that, was that tweet. She tweeted, yeah. Taylor! But I also, can't. maybe the three praying hands could just mean she's working on the third re-record. Yeah. That's also true. You know, that's a like, really good point, Bailey. Maybe like 1989 is done, so now she's working on Speak Now or Red or, you know, whatever. You yeah. know, falls are bigger releases for music, so I don't see her releasing, like, Speak Now in the fall time. That's definitely a summer that. album, and it's not... Obviously, all of her albums are, you know, did amazing, but in her terms, on her own personal scale of amazing, 
you know, I feel like that would be safe for Red in 1989 to be more of like a fall style release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I really think that Red would come after 1989. But at the same time, I'm thinking about what I think are the most important albums, quote unquote. But Speak Now is her her self-written album, like completely self-written. So that could be a more important album to her than Red. Like we we really don't know. Well, yeah. So Which I agree with that. Better, red or Red 1980 or Speak Now. Red did better. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. I think I still think she would go with order of popularity. Like she released Fearless first because it was her number one selling album. 1989 was the second one. And it won album of the year. So, yeah. yeah. I don't Everybody, know. I wonder, so you know how a lot of people are saying that she's saving debut for last because it's it's the one that's her name, so she would finally own her name. Do you think that she, that would be last in what she's legally allowed to record now? Or do we think she's going to wait until after she can re-record Speak Now and then release debut? Because you know I love Speak I, Speak Now. Did I say Speak Now? Re- Reputation. <laughs> I don't yes. know. I was actually just brain. thinking about that. I kind of think, I was kind of thinking that she would. She can start that January, right? Sorry to interrupt, Bailey. She can start no. re-recording Reputation in 2022. I thought it was November of 2022. Oh my god! What? I know yeah, it's not for a while. Yeah, it's it's. So I have to wait an entire year and a half to get Reputation. That's annoying. I don't know. So I don't, what was your like, question again? Because I'm confused. So, yeah, I confused you by saying speak now instead of reputation. Everybody is saying that she's saving debut for last be- so that she can finally, like, own her name since that is her self-titled album. But is it the last of the ones she can record now? Or do we think she's going to wait even until after reputation? Because I don't I don't think I can wait that long for Taylor's version of Taylor's Swift. Like, she's pumping sequence. these out. Like, and yeah. I don't think that she's going to wait until after Reputation. So I think it would be, like, the original part. Like, the ones that she can record now. The last of those, potentially, possibly. Like, that's a really good theory. But the fact that she can't freaking record Reputation for so damn long. It's like, I don't don't think she wants to make the fans wait. I feel like maybe what she'll do is release all of them that she can legally record. And then release another album, and then re- record, and then release Reputations re-record. I want to say yes because I want all of the Taylor Swift content, but I wonder if she's gonna feel like she did after 1989, where she was really overexposed and she wanted to take a break. I wonder if she'd take a break in between the last re-record that she can re-record now and Reputation Taylor's version. Unless the all-knowers theory is right that she's already working on two other albums. Oh, wait. Where did the all-knowers albums? It was from a long time ago. No, I thought I saw that the the all-knowers said that she was thinking about another album, but it wouldn't be for a long time. Like, another new album, not a re-record. But it wouldn't be for a really long time, like 2022 or something like that. Oh, Maybe. What if she does Maybe debut next? She's already working on it. Because here's the thing. If she does, like, if she releases all of her, like, most popular albums, interest is going to, like, wane. You know what I mean? And she's already in the country mindset. She just, she's coming off, like, an amazing collab with Keith Urban. 
and mm. that's topping the country charts. So and it would kind of flow with Bye Bye Baby being the last. Because I mean, we swear to saying... God, if we don't get I'd Lie, oh my God, if we don't get I'd Lie, if we don't get permanent that's a really good theory. I mean, I, if she doesn't add beautiful talking. eyes to it, I'm gonna scream. I think she if is. She doesn't add, add that EP to it. I will also. Yeah. Well, so there's actually only. Hold on. She has to because you know she did so much with Love Story. Like I just I couldn't see her not. Yeah. So you know? the Beautiful Eyes EP only has two new songs on it. Beautiful Eyes and I Heart Question Mark. Those are the only songs that weren't on her debut album because it's got Should Have Said No alternate version, which is like the version of it that she, it's like the studio version of the version that she did at that award show where the rain came down on her. Mm-hmm. Then Teardrops on My Guitar acoustic version. Then Picture to Burn radio edit, which just feels, you know, unnecessary considering the radio edit is the version that is on the original Every- album now. No. Right. And then I'm Only Me When I'm With You, which is also a bonus track <laughs> on Taylor Swift. So you lost me at acoustic version of Teardrops on my guitar. Isn't <laughs> Do I that need to play it for you? It's on my phone. Isn't that already? Because like I know the Teardrops um, like yeah. radio edit version that they kind of made it like more like poppy, like the yeah. pop mix. So sorry, I shouldn't have said radio edit. I think it's the pop mix technically, but like isn't the original teardrops on my guitar acoustic? Like, I am confusion. It's the pop version, but with just an acoustic guitar. Like, it's yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what I was about to say. It's the like pop version with just yeah. the guitar. Yeah. So I think that she's gonna put "Beautiful Eyes" and "I Heart Question Mark" on Taylor Swift Taylor's version, like she put "Today Was a Fairy Tale" on Fearless Taylor's yes. version. And then we're still going to get, I swear to God, I'm going to feel so cheated if she says that these are vault songs. I'm going to be really mad at you, Taylor. Don't do that. Because (laughs) some of us went to Walmart and bought this EP in 2007, 2008. Becca, were you saying that you think she's going to release or that she could release Taylor Swift next? Potentially, yeah. Because she's, you know, like like from a marketing standpoint, she's done really well with the Keith Urban um, collaboration. She has a new mural in Nashville that was painted. Wait, Um, a mural? Well, um, within like the last month, I want to say, because I don't, you guys remember when she was taking off like the one big mural in Nashville with kind of like the almost like yeah, Hall of Fame kind of style mural. An artist went and painted a, a mural on a wall in Nashville of like just Taylor. Oh, Anyways, I thought that they were just going. They just had plans to. They were doing a GoFundMe. I thought he yeah. Did it. There's no way that this mural has been painted yet because the GoFundMe has only raised two thousand eight hundred dollars out of a thirty five thousand dollar goal. She was on it. They put her on a billboard though. They did put her on and Nashville. <laughs> I'm confused. It's okay. Cut all this out. Um, anyways, but I still do think that debut potentially could be next from a marketing standpoint, considering her collaborations with Maren Morris and definitely Keith Urban. I would say that Maren Morris is not as revered in the country community anymore because of her political stance. And well, she's they've revered kind of... in the Chandler world. 100%. I absolutely Chandler love her. Chandler is very I'm proud a... of her. 
I am not saying anything bad about her <laughs> no, I because I love Marin. I've seen her live. I think she's got an incredible voice, but I know the country community has been, you know, they can be very gatekeeping mm-hmm. and they've kind of tried to push her out a little bit, but yeah, Keith Urban is definitely like one of their like gods. <laughs> That's <laughs> not a bad really is. And he loves her. They've done a lot. I really need Biddle's ex on TikTok to do a like Swift Storian, Keith Urban and Taylor Swift's relationship because he's covered a lot of her songs. Like he's been a special guest on the 1989 tour. He yep. praised Lover. And I when I I saw something about it and he had covered a few other I think he covered You Need to Calm Down too. So he covered a few songs, yeah, from Lover. Yeah. He's a he's a huge he's a huge fan of hers and they did I didn't remember this but he's also on Highway Don't Care. Yeah, I was just typing that up to make sure cuz yeah. I I got the chance to see Keith Urban. It was like a free concert when the Ravens won the Super Bowl back in 2013 and I my college roommates and I went to the free concert and he was one of the performers. And some other country stars, too. I don't remember who they were. I just remember Keith Urban. But I was, like, freaking out. Because I was like, oh, my God. What if Taylor is here? And they're, like, going to surprise me. And they're going to play. Because they played Highway Don't Care. But Taylor wasn't there. You know, what would be really full circle is if Taylor collaborated with Tim McGraw for her debut album. Yes. And he's also very revered in the country community. I um, think it's absolutely going to happen. Like, it has to. Like, she's got a good relationship with him, oh, too. Oh, they're such good friends. Like, mm-hmm. like he he's performed with her several times. And like I said, he and Faith Hill sang Tim McGraw with her at one of her Nashville shows for Reputation. That's the one that I went to. And I got to see all three of them sing Tim McGraw together, which was <laughs> serendipity. Like, it was, was so good. <laughs> It was really good. It was amazing because I've never been to a Taylor concert where she does anything like out of the or like no extra extra stuff, if you know what I mean. Like she didn't do well. She had Darius Rucker at Speak Now and I didn't really know Darius Rucker back then. How dare you? You are a South Carolina native. I know. I mean, like, I knew who he was, but I didn't listen to his music because I didn't really listen to country music. Like, my mom hates country music. Like, she hates it. She, like, listened to, like, Shania Twain and Carrie Underwood, and, like, that was it. Like, that was my (laughs) idea of what country music was, and then I didn't listen to any other kind of country music. Now, I'm not going to lie. I left that concert, and I downloaded, like, all of his songs, and I was like, this is amazing. So, but that was normal. Like, she was doing, like, the surprise guests even on the Speak Now tour. I don't think she did on on all of them. But, like, then when I went to Red, she didn't have a surprise guest. It was just, yeah, it was just Ed Sheeran, and he was the opening act. And then when I went to 1989 and Charlotte, I don't think she had a surprise guest there either. I remember being really disappointed and being like, dang, like, everybody else. She was doing a lot of I remember that from 19. I'm pretty sure there wasn't any. I'm going to look it up right now. I just remember like her Instagram would be like every it was for certain concerts like like in yeah. LA and it was pretty much all of her concerts though. Like I yes. swear in my life she like pulled out people from like oh there's just that so time many. Every genre of music. Any anybody I, that can 
sing pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I just remember being really, really disappointed. And also, that was the first time that she didn't actually come to anywhere in South Carolina, too. I do remember that because that was like a big thing. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that concert was on a Monday, too. And so I had to go. Kelly and I drove all the way to Charlotte and all the way back on a Monday. And we were literally so tired. And he had to go to work the next day. I'm like trying to find. I can't find anything saying who her guest was for the Charlotte. So I guess if anybody else has been to the Charlotte tour and remembers, but I remember being like disappointed because I was seeing like all these really crazy people just come out the woodworks. And I was like, Oh, she's at least going to have somebody who's like local to the Carolinas. Like that's going to happen. And it like, it didn't, I was really surprised. And then, so then reputation, we got obviously the surprise song, which was normal. Like, that was supposed to happen, and then I didn't think we were going to get, like, a surprise guest. And then we did, and I was so excited. And at first you thought it was just Faith Hill, because she came out first. And then Tim McGraw came out, and it was, like, wild. It was oh crazy. God. I would anyway, love for her to collab with Faith Hill as well. Yeah. I oh, yeah. Oh, that would be angelic. Yeah. Are you ready for it? Welcome to Ready For It, a Taylor Swift podcast. I'm Chandler. I'm Rebecca. I'm Bailey. And I'm Lizzie. So be fearless. Speak now. Put on your favorite shade of red. While shaking it off in a getaway car. Because sometimes you need to calm down. And wrap yourself up in your favorite cardigan. To find some happiness. And listen as we talk about the iconic poet herself, Miss Swift. So before we get started with our exploration of stay beautiful we just really want to thank everyone who's tuned into our podcast um we've had a lot of fun taking a deeper look into her music and we're really happy that we can share our thoughts with you guys and we're thrilled that you guys seem to be enjoying it as much as we are so thanks everyone we really appreciate it yes it's been crazy we've gotten so many more subscribers and listeners and i just hope that everybody loves hearing us talk about just, like, the music as much as we've loved talking about it. Yes, it's been a fun ride so far. Can't (laughs) wait to see what comes from it. Cool. Okay, Rebecca, you want to take us away? Yeah, so today we're going to be going over Stay Beautiful off the debut album. All right, some general background for Stay Beautiful. It basically epitomizes high school relationships It's acknowledging the things that may not work out between the two in the relationship, but it's also focusing on enjoying the romance when you still can. So this was released October 24th, 2006. It's four minutes long. The writers, Taylor Swift and Liz Rose. The producers are Nathan Chapman and Chad Carlson. So it's similar to Teardrops on My Guitar because she actually name drops uh, Corey in the song and this is like the only source i could find was from song facts so i don't know how uh reliable it is but basically it says that many other music artists find swift's courage to put a person's real name in a song is something that can be looked up to and also makes the listener feel closer to her personal life which i agree i feel like taylor was one of the first people artists that i listened to that other than like my pump rock bands in like the eighth grade that literally name dropped somebody that they were talking about. It was bold. Very, very bold. <laughs> and that's all I got. Chandler? So 
I do have a couple of quotes. The first one is from Song Facts, and it basically is like her, this is Taylor talking about the background of the song. She says, after hearing my songs, a lot of people ask me, how many boyfriends have you had? And I always tell them that more of my songs come from observation than actual experience. In other words, you don't have to date someone to write a song about them. This is a song I wrote about a guy I never dated. Wow, right? Ha ha. This song is about a guy I thought was cute and never really talked to him much. But something about him inspired this song, just watching him. And then, so, I also did something fun because it's really hard to find stuff about these, like I said, deep cuts on her debut album. But if you just Google, like, live performances, her little small shows where she was, like, outside and, like, wearing sunglasses and it's just her and her guitar, I found one of those performances. And she always kind of talked about the songs beforehand. And so before one of the performances, she said... A lot of people ask me, you know, what's the story behind this? Who was this guy? Who was Corey? Well, I'll tell you, I'll explain to you the exact inspiration for this song, exactly how I was inspired to write it. I was standing in the hallway at school, and this guy walks past, and I'm like, wow, he's really hot. And so I went home, and I wrote a song about it. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> so I, I really like that you brought up that first quote, and I was really hoping that you would when you were – doing your research because I actually have it in my closing thoughts to bring it up if you didn't but I am so glad you said that because in so many episodes we've said that she always gets a bad rap because you know her, her songs are so autobiographical because she name drops people but this is she literally just said like you don't have to be in a relationship with someone or have a relationship or even know a person to write a song about them like and that's really the beauty of her songwriting ability and we don't really unfortunately we don't really get to see that until folklore and evermore because of all of the imagery and the the stories that are intertwined in the albums but I really am so glad that there is actually a quote to back it up <laughs> yeah <laughs> well so I've got day one yeah no we say this we've said this in like half of our episodes which is that early on she was just pretending and like just writing about things that she was observing some things that were happening to her like it's autobiographical and yet in the fact that this guy's name is Corey <laughs> but right. they didn't date like and I mean I think that the lyrics kind of like allude to the fact that they didn't date and that she just like found him attractive um obviously it's called stay beautiful I like that we are kind of like I feel like we're kind of rediscovering some of these things that she was saying about her early music that kind of got brushed to the side or maybe never even seen by some people because her debut era wasn't quite as massive as Fearless and as we know like Fearless is the time period where she started getting really picked apart by the media like after releasing that album that's when she really yeah. started getting picked apart and people started harping on you know the number of guys that she dated and how you know if she was actually writing her own music and stuff like that and that's when all of that really started so I'm glad that we're able to like talk about this and as we're going through the debut album but I will say I do have one more quote <laughs> and I'm not sure that this is accurate in fact after finding her talking about the quote that I just said about her saying she saw a guy walk past her in the hall and she was like, wow, my guy's real hot. And then I wrote a song about it. I don't think this is true at all, but there are some websites that report that 
Corey Robertson is the guy the song is about and that he was her first crush in the fourth grade and it's based off of a commercial she did for the Target Deluxe Edition of Speak Now in 2010. And I don't know if you guys remember, but they this was like... I mean, the commercial's kind of funny. I hope you guys can't hear my husband screeching at his video <laughs> games in the background because I begged him not to scream while we were recording, and he is definitely <laughs> doing it. Anyway, so I don't know if you guys remember this commercial, but it I, I remember it clear as day they played it all the time but basically she's like it all started with my first crush in the fourth grade Corey robertson he liked the cool girl she had straight hair little did he know i was writing songs about him after school dreaming one day of becoming a country singer and like so there are like some websites that report that Corey robertson is the guy that stay beautiful is about but it just doesn't really fit with what she was saying at the time that this was released and it also like why would she use his full name in a commercial four years later for an album for two albums for her third album basically so bex did research bex did research (laughs) so his name the guy that she okay so Corey robinson does exist she changed his name to Corey robertson in the commercials in hopes that people would not look this guy up however however that the Corey Robinson that she had the crush on was from Pennsylvania, obviously where she grew up as this is, you know, fourth grade kind of thing. She didn't write this song until she was with Liz Rose in Nashville. And I'm pretty sure Liz Rose has the majority writing credit on this song as well. Um, um we'd Taylor's have to look. name is listed first. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Never mind. It's listed differently on my site, but I don't have the original albums in front of me anymore. Well, I mean, I guess if we're learning anything from the Fearless re-recording where she's got typos in the album booklet, we can't 100% trust that. Well, wait, she does? Yeah, there are some typos. So, the working theory is that it's actually, yes, that was her first crush, but Stay Beautiful is not about that Corey, and it's actually about a Corey from Nashville, and I found him on Facebook. (laughs) And I'm not going to say his last name because I don't want a bunch of Swifties like going after him right now and like looking up his personal profile in case I'm totally off on this. But he's from Hendersonville, Tennessee, originally, and is a Marine now. And he does have pretty eyes. And they, they, I'm pretty sure went to high school together. Now, like I could go really deep and I haven't had time to like deep, deep dive to confirm whether or not they actually went to high school together. Although I have some unconfirmed sources that state that they did. <laughs> so we think it's about this Corey instead. Not, I mean, uh, that not makes the one sense she. Because yeah. this Corey Robinson is spelled Corey, C-O-R-E-Y. And Corey in Stay Beautiful, then again, she could have, she did, it was confirmed that she changed the name, but it's C-O-R-Y in the song. Yeah, but I just, I just feel like she wouldn't have written a song about her first crush in the fourth grade. I do, now that we're talking about this, I remember people talking about this and there being debate online about the Corey Robinson, who was her first crush, being different from the Corey in Stay Beautiful. So... I'm just yeah. going to go, I'm just going to say that it's different. Like, her first crush, Corey, just happened to have the same name as Corey from Stay Beautiful. And not to, like, I don't know how to say this without getting canceled, bash on Taylor and her songwriting, because you guys obviously know, 
and hopefully people who listen to this podcast know that I have massive respect for her and I absolutely love her songwriting. I think she's one of the best songwriters of our generation, if not the best. However, I find it very hard to believe that she could write a song like this in fourth grade about this kind of crush or to have this kind of crush from fourth grade on this guy and him be the subject of this song, right? Because this song is more mature than a fourth grader's mental mindset. And that's not anything against Taylor. Like that's just like maturity development wise. This definitely reads as more of a high school type of maturity song. So and also, this song was written with Liz Rose. And also, I'm pretty sure she... Never mind. I forgot my train of thought. Anyways, <laughs> pregnancy um. problems. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, pregnancy brain. I was just, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Bailey, do you have any critical acclamations to speak of for this song? No, not related to this song directly. But I did want to say that reviewers were impressed by her maturity while she also retained a sense of youth, youthfulness in her lyrics. And I really think that Stay Beautiful is a good example of that. And I have it in my notes, like, when we get to the lyrics. But I just feel like this song is such a mature way to look at a relationship that never was or that, you know, just isn't working out. And instead of being angry about it or, you know, being upset, she just has a really mature way of looking at it. This song is a good sibling song to Hey Steven. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're very similar in ways. I agree. That's a really good point, Lizzie. Mm hmm. I agree okay. with that as well. Do we want to get in, get into the lyrics? Yeah, we can go ahead and jump right in. Okay. Corey's eyes are like a jungle. He smiles. It's like the radio. He whispers songs into my window and words that nobody knows. I'm trying not to, like, sing it as I'm saying. (laughs) I'm, like, nodding my head, like. (laughs) There's pretty girls on every corner. They watch him as he's walking home saying, does he know? Will you ever know? I love this song so much. First of all, it's so cute. Yes. Like, the instrumentation is so happy. Like, it is. It's so, it's very country, but it's very happy. Like, it just puts you in a good mood. And then, like, I love when she's like, Corey's eyes are like a jungle. He smiles. It's like the radio. And that doesn't make any sense. But I love it. I'm wondering if his jungle eyes are like, he's got green eyes or something like that. But he smiles. It's like the radio. What does that even mean? Like, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, the Corey that I think this is about has green eyes, so. Rebecca getting her, like, CIA level Facebook stalking. I zoomed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. You know, growing up, I was always like, huh? Like, like, am I I stupid? Because I'm kind of, I kind of am. And so I was... I just thought it was like, oh, maybe one day I'll get it. But no, it doesn't. But it's, but that's like the premise. It's, it's supposed to be like cutesy and silly and it's so upbeat. And just like what you're saying, Chandler, it's like impossible not to like smile and be happy when you hear this song, just because of the way it's written and the instrumentation. Yeah. But then like also Corey's eyes are like a jungle. He smiles. It's like the radio. It doesn't make any sense. And it's kind of like when you like are attracted to someone for just like no reason, like obviously they're attractive, but like especially when you're in like middle and high school and you just like show up to school one day and you realize, Oh my God, I have a crush on the kid who sits next to me in social studies. And I didn't even 
realize it until like today what like why you know like I think it really leads into that especially given she didn't date this guy she just saw him walk past and was like he's hot (laughs) has has this okay am I just weird or crazy but like growing up whenever you'd be like PMSing or like this is probably TMI or like on your period all of a sudden you just like develop very random crushes on people that you never considered before like is that a universal like womanly experience or like is that just a Bex problem (laughs) I mean I'm sure like I have never I never correlated it to like PMSing or anything, but there were definitely times when I had, I guess for the most part, Rebecca knows this. When I had crushes on people, I had, I crushed hard and I was, I was like Taylor level stuck on them. Cause you know how Taylor Swift used to say she'd date someone for a few months and it would take her a year to get over them. Mm-hmm. Like I would never date anybody <laughs> and be just absolutely crushing so hard on them for like years, like I had a crush on the same guy in middle school <laughs> for three years. Like, all three years of middle school, I had a crush on the same guy. And, like, high school, I, like, had long, hard crushes. And then, like, every once in a while, I would have just, like, a like a baby crush that would just, like, come out of nowhere and then kind of go away really quickly. So maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, like, kind of, like, I could totally see myself, like, preteen or like teen Bex like you know PMSing I'm like oh my gosh this guy like who <laughs> like you know I can totally see myself with this kind of song like writing like this like cutesy little like love song that doesn't make sense it's like you just don't get it he's just so cute and that's happened to me before I actually had a crush on one of my guy friends one time <laughs> one time and I was on my period and I got off my period and I was like what the hell is my pre- like what is wrong with me why where did that come from like never again anyways we're off topic now <laughs> I always relate this song to a person named Corey so like I can't not think of Corey when I'm listening to this song unfortunately <laughs> I definitely used Corey as a code name for a crush. <laughs> Same. Yes. I did too, but it wasn't that that was pre us being like super tight. Yeah, yeah. I think this was, was like somebody, seventh grade for me, you know? Yeah, this was somebody in, in middle school. We didn't meet till till high school, but I just think that this first verse really sets this up it up. Like I imagine that the Corey in that she's talking about is like just this like kind of happy look happy go lucky guy who doesn't realize that like all the girls trailing after him are like in love with him because maybe he's super attractive but he's also like maybe he's really kind and like he treats people well like that's just kind of the vibe that I get from this verse I don't know because and I it might just be like the very like bubbly quality of the music and you know, how this song is, but I just get the feeling that whoever Corey is, he was really kind and girls loved him because he was cute and nice and funny. And yeah, he was just like a chill dude. But also the kind of person that doesn't know they're like really attractive. You know what I mean? Like they do attractive stuff just because that's their personality and they don't really like know that they're doing attractive stuff. And that's the best kind. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. They're not like full of themselves like some guys can be. Mm-hmm. No, like, he's not, like, the jock, like, 
you know, that stereotypical jock type, you know, like where it's like, oh, you just crush on him because he's hot. He plays a sport. Like, no, this is the kind of guy that's like the all American, Mm -hmm. you know, like kind and loves his mother. Yeah. Like the typical (laughs) Southern boy, you know? Yeah. The one you want to bring home to mama. He's like the, he's like a good old boy, but in the sense that he's like actually a good person, you know? Yes. (laughs) Okay. We can move on to the chorus now. (laughs) Okay. You're beautiful. Every little piece love. And don't you know, you're really going to be someone ask anyone. And when you find everything you looked for, I hope your life will lead you back to my door. Oh, but if it don't, stay beautiful i love that chorus so much especially the last line where she says i hope your life will lead you back to my door i just i really feel like here is where we get the sense of maturity from it i almost feel like you know how when we were talking about tim mcgraw we said that it just sounded really mature just how she handled the the breakup or whatever. I just, and I kind of get that, that same sense. Like she's looking at, you know, this relationship or whatever with the same kind of fondness that she did as Tim McGraw. Like she wasn't upset that they broke up, you know, which just sad that it happened. And I just feel like this is the same way. Like, you know, this is really sad. I don't really know you. And I, you know, we'll probably never be with you, but maybe I will. And you're a really beautiful person. So Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even get any kind of sadness from this. I think she's kind of just like, wow, like you're such yeah. a, you're just the kind of person who like attracts happiness. And like, yeah. if you wanted to be with me, that would be great. But if you didn't like, Good luck. you know, that's cool too. Like you're still a beautiful person. And like, this really reminds me, this actually really reminds me of one of my friends from high school, not in that, like, I had a crush on him and wanted to, like, date him, but he was just such a happy person, and he was always smiling, and he always made you feel good about yourself. Are you laughing because you know who I'm talking about? Yes. He's such a- but, but I agree, though, too. Like, not that I ever had this, you know what I mean? But, like, that, the, he's a perfect example of that. It's like, you know, like, we probably will never work out, but, like... And not that really I'm ever trying to pursue that, but like, you're just a great person. And I hope truly from the bottom of my heart, want the best for you. Yeah. I mean, and it's not, like I said, like, I feel like I was the, one of the only girls who went to our high school who wasn't obsessed with him, like wanted to date him. But at the same time, like he just made you feel so good about yourself. Like all the time, like he was kind, he treated people really everybody he treated everyone with respect and he was always smiling and it's just the kind of person like this song just kind of reminds me of that kind of person yes I love the line in the chorus every little piece of and don't you know you're really gonna be someone because it's like her saying you are like a great you're beautiful on the outside of how you look but then also in the inside and like regardless of you know, if we work out or if we don't, like, you're still going to end up making something good of yourself in life. I don't know. I really, it's, it is a good, like, it makes you feel good after you listen to even just the chorus. That's a very inspirational line too. And it it almost be like tied together with a smile vibes, like that specific line, like, you know, how we yes. talk, tied together with a smile, how she's, you know, talking about this person who's really struggling, but she just sees them as this really amazing person. It's almost like the same. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't ever really get like um, relationship vibes from this song in the sense of like her, what's the like verb I'm looking for? Like not lusting after this guy, you know what I mean? Like crushing after this, like desperately wanting a relationship with this guy. This, this is like a dedicated, like, you know, when like you read a book and it's like, this book is dedicated to someone. It's yeah. kind of like this song is just like dedicated <laughs> to this person and her just saying like, you know, I really yeah. appreciate you, all the pieces of you, not just the ones that are surface level that everybody sees. And, you know, like, I hope you know that you're going to do great things someday just because of who you are as a person. And it's funny that the Corey that I'm pretty sure she's talking about, I mentioned he's, you know, he's a Marine. He's not like some like Wall Street, you know, like, like he's, he's successful and he's a good person in his adult life, but he's not like, it's not that like money oriented success that some people might think of. You know what I mean? He's just, he's a good person. He's a good guy. Okay. Verse two, Corey finds another way to be the highlight of my day. I'm taking pictures in my mind so I can save them for a rainy day. It's hard to make a conversation when he's taking my breath away. I should say, Hey, by the way, I love the verse. Yeah, this is like my favorite. I do too. And I really like how she says, I'm taking pictures in my mind so I can save them for a rainy day. Any other time in debut that we've heard her talk about a rainy day, the song is sad and it's depressing. And it, she literally rips your heart out and stomps on it when she sings about it. But here it's just so happy. Like you're just, oh, I'm saving them for a rainy day. But it's like not a sad rainy day because... I'm thinking of this wonderful person and I'm not sad. Like I'm super happy. I just, I yeah. love it. Right. Like, if like you can... saving it for a rainy day when you do need a little pick me up. Mm-hmm. Right. If you compare this to like teardrops on my guitar, when she like puts a picture down and maybe gets some sleep at night, like it's kind of similar to that, but it's like the opposite of that. So it's like, she's yeah. taking an actual mental picture and she's saving it for when she wants to feel good or like when she wants to, you know, be reminded of this awesome guy you know what's funny I always looked at this like growing up this this verse is like them conversing in this verse and her just being like not you know like when you get like really nervous around a crush and then you're like you can't really like communicate your thoughts I thought I always took it that way but I read a quote and I'd have to try and find it that basically where she said that they didn't really ever talk and so now that like I'm looking like knowing that quote that I read tonight about that and like reading through this verse, it kind of sounds like one of those things where it's like you're at the lunch table with like your best friends and like he's across the room and he yes. does something and you're like, you can't keep up in the conversation and you're not listening to your best friend's drama because oh, yeah. you're too busy staring at the hot guy. <laughs> like in what he's doing. You're like, oh I, my gosh, he's I love when that she salad sings. and it's so attractive. When she sings, <laughs> when he's taking my breath away and like the way yeah, she sings it, it's like her breath is actually being taken away. Yeah. Yeah, she's okay, really so I have a question for you guys. The lyrics that you're looking at, I always sing this song. It's hard to make a conversation when he's taking my breath away. But mm-hmm. her lyrics on the, the lyric book are, it's hard to make conversation when he's oh. taking my breath away. I what, like make a conversation. Yeah, does like genius, cause I totally hear it. Like that's what I hear when I mm-hmm. listen to the song. And I'm always going to sing it like that. And so that that makes sense, Rebecca, like what you're saying. 
she's trying to have a conversation, not necessarily with him. She's trying to make a conversation with somebody else, but he's across the room taking her breath away. And yeah. Genius lyrics says it's hard to make a conversation. I'm going to go with that. I like that better. (laughs) I like that too. I, I, that's the one I prefer. That's what we're going with. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We decided it. (laughs) (laughs) it's also really interesting knowing that that first quote that I read about her saying she'd never really talked to him and then her being like Corey finds another way to be the highlight of my day and it's somebody she doesn't even talk to that's crazy like I mean we can all like I feel like you can all relate to that kind of like feeling in middle and high school when like your crush does something and it just like it's so minuscule but it makes your whole entire day and like, like he picked up a pencil for someone and you just like saw him pick up the pencil and you're like, oh, I love him so much. He's so nice. Even <laughs> he's literally never done a single nice thing for you specifically. <laughs> oh, 100%. And then you go and you talk about it in code on Facebook. Yes. In your Facebook wall. Like you write to your friends and Facebook you're wall. About like it. with your code. Oh, yes. Name I am. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what this is. You're, you're and your away message, message yes. is something like pencil with a heart. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Or a Taylor Swift lyric. Specifically, stay beautiful. Specifically, it's hard to make a conversation yes. when he's taking my breath away. <laughs> with like a winky face yes, or something. So less to your than best friend. And, and the, not, like, not a winking emoji. Literally, <laughs> the colon. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, I was gonna say the like the alligator, you know, the the less than sign oh, yeah. with oh, with the three yeah. to make yes. the heart. Back in the day, we didn't have yeah. emojis, kids. But this really <laughs> you know? has to be backwards because otherwise, when you press enter, it'll automatically turn it into an yeah. emoji, and you don't want the emoji. You just want the yeah, yeah. backwards <laughs> smiley faces for so long because that was the only way that wouldn't turn it into like a, an emoticon uh, yeah they fixed that now there's no such thing as a backwards smiley face it's all gonna turn into an emoji it's so sad <laughs> it makes me like very upset <laughs> like, can we just talk about the fact that I didn't even have emojis until I was like a sophomore in college and now like there are people who have had emojis their entire lives uh, I, isn't that, I don't want to think about that I don't want to think about that <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> Yeah, um, I do say, I, like, this, it this, sit right this with verse me. also reminds me of the, <laughs> it reminds me of the edited version of Picture to Burn, because she's like, you won't mind if I say, and by the way, and she's like, and I should say, oh, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, this, I love this whole song so much. It's just so happy. Like, every, I'm going to say that after everything that we read. I'm just going to be like, I love this so much. So, um, but next, the chorus repeats. And then we go to the bridge. If you and I are a story that never gets told, if what you are is a daydream I'll never get to hold, at least you'll know. This is one of my favorite bridges on debut, and I don't know why. It's literally the most simple bridge I think she's ever written it in her entire career, but I love it so much. I think it's the simplicity that I love so much, but it just it really captures how she feels about this person. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the raw emotion. It. it doesn't get yeah. told. They never actually had a relationship. Like, right. if what you are is a daydream, I'll never get to hold. Like, oh my God, like, she's literally writing a middle school crush, and she's doing it so well. Like, she's just... 
years ahead of everyone. I don't think I've ever, it's so simple. It's so beautiful. It tells a really good story. And you really get the sense that like, this is just like a happy, like crush that you have. Like, this is like your first crush that makes you happy. Not the one that crushes your soul. Right. (laughs) And like, she's just so, Taylor's, she's always had balls, but like young Taylor has balls as well. The fact that she was so direct and she name dropped this person and obviously and she name dropped Jew as well, you know, kind of thing. She's just laying it all out on the line here. And, and in fact, I heard that she wrote this song and he moved out of her like high school and she played it at the talent show because she knew that like she'd never really like get to tell him. And like, yeah. isn't that just, that's so cute. Girl had balls. But yeah, she had never. balls. Like, I would, yeah, it's the same. I would rather die than ever, like, out myself with my crush. Yes. Mm-hmm. Same. Like, I wouldn't even tell the boy I had a crush on when I was 10 years old now. It's been almost six, <laughs> 17 years. I would never, ever tell anyone that I ever had a crush on them. How embarrassing. And you're married. But I would rather like, die. <laughs> I would rather die than tell anybody from almost two decades ago that I had a crush on them. Man, I, I, when we get to Mary's song, Oh My My My, like, there's, like, one, my first crush that I can really, really remember, like, I was so afraid to, like, like, just talk to him, but not just that, like, when we did interact, like, we would, like, pick on each other and all that stuff, like, so it wasn't, like, I could never tell if he liked me, you know, and, I don't know if I had to sing on a talent show in front of him. Oh my God. I think I would, I would die. Like I would, it would be nope. End game done. I don't. Yeah. And that's probably why she's an international superstar and we're not. Right. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that none of us have anywhere near the kind of talent that she has either. Like, I mean, couldn't be that. It's just the fact yeah. that we wouldn't tell boys we had crushes Absolutely. on them. <laughs> Case closed. Max is investigated. Say if what you are is a daydream, I'll never get to hold. Yeah, no, that's that's not what I'm coming up with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So then the chorus repeats again, but she changes the lyrics a little bit. Does anybody want to read this chorus? Does anybody have the changed lyrics written down? Okay. Um, you're beautiful. Every little. Hold on. Where does it change? So. Let me just, I'll just read it. I have it written down. So she says, you're beautiful, every little piece, love. And don't you know, you're really going to be someone, ask anyone. And when you find everything you looked for, I hope your life leads you back to my front door. Oh, but if it don't, will you stay beautiful, beautiful, oh, beautiful, beautiful, (laughs) beautiful, oh, beautiful. And then she says again, oh, but if it don't, stay beautiful, stay beautiful. And then she kind of like... This version just has beautiful, beautiful, I had to type this out. This wasn't actually, like, written in the lyric book. I had oh, to listen okay. to the song and type it out. So, yeah, she changes it from, and when you find everything, okay, no, that's not the part that changed. The part that changes. I hope your um, life leads you back, to, lead my you back to my door. front door instead of mm-hmm. I hope your life leads you back to my door. And then she asks, if it doesn't, will you stay you beautiful stay instead you. of just saying stay beautiful. This version has beautiful, 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 beautiful. Not mm-hmm. the oh, beautiful. I listen to it. She I know. You're is, probably you correct. Beautiful, a beautiful, oh, beautiful. But I didn't think that adding in the little uh 
before the second beautiful really mattered. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that's the end of the song. You know, and like, okay, on this, this final chorus, though, she really does change it up. Like, I mean, obviously, there's like one or two lyric like differences that are small, but like her inflection. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it's like almost acapella on at the, so the at the yeah, beginning, beginning of the the almost chorus. acapella, and it up until she says "ask anyone," and then after that, and then it picks up again. Yeah, yeah, but then she also changes her inflection on, and when you find everything you looked for, I hope your life leads you back to my front door. So like, there's also the inflection change on that everything. Yeah. Well, she right. does inflection change. Um, I think a little bit on you're really going to be someone as well. Well, that whole first, like almost stanza of it, you're beautiful, you know, you're beautiful. Every little piece love. Don't, you know, she kind of slows it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you're really like, going like to be someone. She's like very light. Like she's, I guess it would be as close to like whispering as she, you could get while singing, but not actually, but like you're still singing. Like it was very soft. Yeah. I think that was because it was a little bit in a higher register for her as well. Mm-hmm. back in the day yeah maybe but like the music got way quiet like you said it was almost acapella and so maybe that's how why we can hear it and it kind of sounds like she's almost whispering it and then she like and the music picks up when like we said when you find everything you've looked for but also her tone and her volume dramatically changes on yeah. that as well and yeah i don't know it's really good i love this song it's just so nice this is a song you this would, like, skip perfect. to. You know what I mean? Like, skip yeah. on the road. Like, if this was in a movie, like, it would be, like, you know, a, a musical. And, like, it's when the, like, protagonist is, like, la, 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 la. <laughs> just, like, enjoying their life and, like. Yeah, know. definitely. <laughs> this is a good follow-up to tie together with a smile. Like, it's a very good, like, palate cleanser. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, like. All it's too just... well, and then 22. <laughs> That's a little different. I feel like this one's a little more, like, it's very, very happy. It's very peppy, but it's not quite as, like, <laughs> um, as dramatic well, of a 22. Change. Like, that transition is just, it's chaotic to me. Like, <laughs> it's too much. Like, it's you way ever decided that track, um, the track list, come on. I know what she, she was probably going for, like, trying to, like, get you back up after bringing you all the way down. <laughs> but then she brings you back down again. Yeah. Can you not? <laughs> like, the roller coaster. It is. Do we want to do favorite lyrics? Um, so mine, I set up a forum, but mine's the bridge. It just, I just love it so much. Just, it's so happy. And I just, I feel like it's really hard to choose because I love the song so much and I don't really know what else to say about the song I just I love it it's so happy and so upbeat and it's a really good one it's one of my favorites yeah top Maybe. five for sure mm-hmm. my favorite is the highlight of my day I'm taking pictures in my mind so I can save them for a rainy day I don't know I just like I think it's that's so true when you're like crushing on someone from afar even like you know you're just like taking it all in like literally memorizing everything about them like they're I down to like their eyelashes like you're looking at every little feature every little action that they're doing everything that they're they're doing interacting with other people you're just like taking it all in and keeping it as a picture in your mind and I oh it's just perfect I mean my favorites like the last half of the the chorus and 
you know, and when you find everything you've looked for, I hope your life leads you back to my door. Oh, but if it don't stay beautiful, um, again, because this is like what Bailey was saying earlier, such a mature way to look at this crush is like, even though it's like the song is like silly and it like, it gives off that like super, like almost like when you're like boy in that boy crazy phase of your life in middle school in um, high school, your early years of high school, she's still looking at this with like such a maturity of saying like, Hey, like you, you probably don't even know I exist, but I'm around if, you know, <laughs> you ever, you know, <laughs> and it's so it's really, really cute. And also I want to point out something real quick before we move on. And I forget with my pregnancy brain and the last um, chorus, um, she says, will you stay beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That kind of sounds like a promise. Is you know, before she doesn't say it, she just says, stay beautiful. Like, that technically is like a demand. But, you know, just stay beautiful. But she's like asking him at the end there, you know, I, you know, after everything else, we probably won't end up together. I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with that. I'm at peace with that. I love you for who you are as a person. And that, so you know, can you just promise me that you will stay this beautiful person in your life? My favorite lyric is, it's hard to make a conversation when he's taking my breath away. The number of times I made that my Facebook status. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, That, like, is one of those lines that really gets me. Like, I think that's one of, I think that's a really, like, powerful and relatable line in this song. But, like, to be quite honest... I could have picked anything and it, I it, I would have liked it probably just as much. Like, I think a really good close second for me is the very first lines of the first verse. Corey's eyes are like a jungle. He smiles. It's like the radio. <laughs> I love that. I don't get it at all. It seems very like... I guess if, if I'm going to put my English brain to it, my English major brain to that, he smiles. It's like the radio. So... Basically, she's equating, like, his smile to the happy feeling you get when you're listening to the radio, like... Yeah, yeah and you your know, favorite song comes on or yeah. something. Yeah. That's, like, yeah. the closest that I can think of, too, as to, like, what it would mean. Like, obviously, his eyes are like a jungle. We were saying maybe he's got green eyes. He smiles. It's like the radio. Music makes her happy, obviously, so his smile makes her happy, but also when I was really young, I always used to picture like a cartoon like radio with like a little antenna and like, you know, how they had those speakers. And I would picture like the cartoon radio smiling where the speaker is. <laughs> but, I thought yeah. it was always creepy kind of the line. He whispers songs into my window. I'm thinking like I took it really literal when I was a kid. So I would be like, is he coming up to her window? And is yeah, like, I mean, I kind of like imagine like, like her. I'm concerned. Up. <laughs> speaking up to her like window like climbing a tree by her window or something like talking to her like you know I don't know I'm sure Gabriella, like, like and, and yeah kind of like musical. kind of like high school musically um that was before that that I know before high school musical 3 came out but yeah I mean I I just think that this song is very like innocent and like adorable and it just makes me very happy and also in words that nobody, honestly, I'm just examining this first verse now. In words that nobody knows, what does that mean? Like, what is she dreaming about him? It's almost that could like, be okay. Rebecca, will you say that again? What dreaming about him? I wonder yeah. if she because he whispers songs into my window 
in words that nobody knows. It just kind of sounds more like maybe she's possibly like dreaming about him. Yeah. You know, I like that. Or dreaming about the idea of him, like having that big, like eighties movie moment, standing outside her window with the boom box kind of thing, like professing the love. Um, it also kind of reminds me of a, the line in Illicit Affairs where it's like, you taught me a secret language I can't speak with anyone else. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I was just saying. Yes, and I was trying <laughs> to find the exact lyric, but yes, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, that is a really good point. It's definitely a totally different context, but I think it's a little bit of a callback. Well, yeah. it could be, like, 100%. You know, I really like that theory, that idea of, like, when you're, like, so involved with someone that you just kind of develop your own like little like language and stuff like words and inside jokes that only you and that other person know that and that naturally happens in friendships you know all kinds of relationships and I wonder if that's exactly what she's talking about here like she's wistfully like dreaming about or you know hoping you know that you know of this this I she's idolize I idealizing idolizing idolizing She's creating an ideal. Hmm. Actually, that's not what I thought you were trying to say. Yeah, not idolizing. Not like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> not creating a shrine for Corey in her closet. Um, I don't no, know that idealizing is a I word. Mean, <laughs> is it? Okay, idealize. I'm going to have to Google. Idealize is. Idealize. To idealize. <laughs> I don't even know what I was trying to say now. Yeah. She's trying to idealize. <laughs> This, like, this con- this idea of, like, of him and, you know, like, what a relationship with him could be like, you know? Also, yeah. it could be that this this secret language or, you know, the, the words that he's whispering in her window are, like, you know, these this is something that she's, you know, her and her friends are speaking in code about this guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that, too. Yeah. Um, well, if you guys want to be even more confused, the secret message in the song is shake and bake. Yeah, I don't understand this. <laughs> I don't either. What? I swear I in my life that, like, now. they had chemistry class together or something and, like, totally, like, used that ingredient at some point. I don't know. That or it's, <laughs> this is the code we're talking about with girls. It's like, her, I'm sure yeah, Abigail yeah, knows. Else. Yeah, yes, I bet you This Abigail is some inside know. joke that they must have. Yeah. It can't be with him because he never knew and she never talked to him. Abigail, are you listening? was the code name that her and her friends came up with for this guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Abigail, if you're listening, tell us tell us what it means. <laughs> <laughs> or Taylor. What does okay, this shake and bake manufactured by Kraft Foods is flavored breadcrumb style coating for chicken and pork. You know, that could have, you know, the funny thing is, is that could have, like, they could have had, like, a class together, and, like, a teacher could have said something, and, like, it could have just turned into, like, this funny inside joke from, like, literally almost two decades ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we will never know. No. <laughs> I wonder if that that's for him. You know what I mean? Like, if that was, like, a message, like, so he would, like, get it. Yeah. Something uh, very yeah. inside, you know, mm-hmm. inside jokey. For him. Maybe he, he made chicken all the time and Taylor noticed I it. Right now we're just grasping <laughs> straws. We just like I know, I'm just saying something off the wall. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. I feel like just this whole song kind of gives me like speak now vibes. Not, not the song, the album. 
like in the prologue of the lyric booklet where she's like, but if you know how you feel and you so clearly know what you need to say, you'll know it. I don't think you should wait. I think you should speak now. It's just like kind of the idea that you could just throw everything out there. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Like just just get your feelings out there and just throw it all out there. And I, I love that. I don't know. So this is like a precursor to that. Yeah. She's yeah, kind of being bold enough to do much that. So has lived her life with the like kind of speak now mindset where she yeah, I agree. speaks her mind even if it's maybe not to the person but it's like in a song two years later <laughs> like I think that's just how she's always lived her life that's just like it's so cute that she like wrote the song knowing like that they basically don't have a chance together and like she's just putting it all out there anyways just for the hell of it you know and and then at the end she's just saying like okay at the end of the day like I know we're probably not gonna end up together so please just promise me that you'll continue to be this like amazing person because I just want the absolute best for you holy crap that's so cute but also so mature yeah especially for that phase of life because I know if I was like 14 to 16 year old Bex I would not be looking at that the same way if Corey got a boyfriend and I was crushing on him I'd be like that bitch <laughs> which is totally misogynistic now looking back you know what I mean like as an adult you're like oh yeah. my gosh like why but like you just get like <laughs> you, you know what I mean like you want to be that girl so bad she doesn't care here you know in fact she she talks in the first line about like all the other girls you know the pretty girls on every corner watching him as he's walking home like watching after him it, like it's, wistfully it's just... It reminds me so much of Hey Steven, like the line in Hey Steven when she's like, there's pretty girls. Wait, what? Now I'm getting confused. All those what other even... girls, well, they're beautiful, beautiful but, they but write they write a song, a song for you. It's that same. So, I, think, I think it's kind of the same, but that's kind of different because in Hey Steven, she's being like, yes, all of those other girls are great and there's nothing wrong for them, wrong with them. And you could definitely go for any of them, but you should go for me because I wrote a song for you. And this, in this song, it's kind of more like, she's like, everybody loves you. You have no idea. We all think you're great. We, we all want to be with you. We all think you're a beautiful person. And like, if you pick me, then you pick me. And if not, it's all just good. Just keep being you. Like, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I have looked up the lyrics of his team because it was going to drive me crazy. But the, <laughs> it was the lines of all the girls tossing rocks at your window. And yes, it is kind of like she wants to be chosen. Like, it's, it's more desperate in that way. It's more, I don't want to say pick me, but it is kind of like that. <laughs> Whereas, like, pick me in the, like, most innocent sense yes. of the term. Yes. Not Whereas in the, like, beautiful is like, La la la. Like, just like, <laughs> I'm crushing on this guy. I'm going to keep singing it because it's so cute. And it's kind of like, you know, like when you go through like different stages of like, well, they say like almost like grief. And it's like the first stage is like denial. <laughs> That's kind of like what Hey Steven is. You know what I mean? Like, she's like crushing after this guy. There's a bunch of other girls. And, you know, and she's like, pick me. Like, they're all great. They're beautiful that's cool and everything but like I wrote a song for you so like just you know hey <laughs> yeah hey louder than everyone else <laughs> in the room kind of thing yeah. this one it's like acceptance yes. <laughs> the acceptance yeah. stage it's just like mm-hmm. you're so attractive I love everything you do so do all these other girls do as well I don't even think you know that these other girls find you attractive but uh, we're probably never gonna be together you probably don't even know I exist so 
I wish all the best. Yeah. Does anybody have any final thoughts? I don't. This song just makes me so happy. We've said it. I know. It's just a happy song. It just like puts a smile on my face every time I hear it. And also, you know, it's one of those songs kind of like what I think I said in a place in this world, maybe, where it's like the kind of song where you put all the windows down in the car and it's like a beautiful day and it's just you automatically feel better. It's the same kind of like upbeat, happy song. There's a lot of them on debut, actually. Yeah, Yeah, they are. I I mean, this is a great song about her. Like, this was really a good song for her to flex her early songwriting muscles on because she was just watching people. She just said, look at that guy. And then she was like, let me write this whole song about how amazing he is. And I really think it's one of her, like, best artistic... Artistically, it's one of her best songs from debut. The lyricism is... Honestly, like, I think it's light years ahead of the lyrics for most of the other songs on this album, but it was also a chance for her to have fun with them, and I just really appreciate that. It's interesting because this song is right before Should Have Said No, which is, like, the opposite vibes of this. And I feel like she does that, but she does that so often in this album. Really, not just this album, but really any album, because we talked about All Too Well and then 22 again. It's like, it's an emotional roller coaster. Like, this song is so happy, and it's so mature, and then it should have said no. She's like, I hate you. (laughs) No, because you cheated on me, and you're a tool bag. (laughs) But, like, just like Chandler said, it was a really good song for her to play with, and it's good to see these different perspectives on her album, you know, and good to see this. I'm glad we got this perspective. You don't get a lot of these perspectives in the songwriting industry. And so even though, like, we're like, oh, this is so fun, and it's, like, silly, and it's cutesy and stuff, it's still really mature, and it's still, you know, a good song, like what Chandler was saying, where she's just flexing her songwriting muscles and, like, observing people and writing songs about it and just, you know, trying to develop and hone in on her talents yeah. and her crafts. And so it's it's slept on for sure. I agree. Yeah. 100%. Thank you for listening to Ready For It, a Taylor Swift podcast. Look out for our next episode where we continue our exploration of Taylor Swift's debut album with Should Have Said No. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok to get updates on next episodes. Handles for our social media accounts can be found in the description. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye. See ya.